when did it occur to you to say, you know what, let me try this out. Let me go to BKFC and let me give this thing a spin. Um, I was talking to Brunson um, about, you know, possibly he's got a, a car coming up with UBG, Ultimate Battlegrounds. So I was like, sure. I would go to the gym every now and then. I was like, yo, bro, hook me up with a fight, man. He's a he's a really good pro, uh, manager, actually. He gets his guys the right fights to, to boost them up. I was like, yo, hook me up with a fight, bro. And then a few weeks later, he hit me up. Like, what do you think about bad enough? Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined by a BKFC cruiserweight, makes his debut in the promotion on January 27th. Don Terry Woods, how are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty good, man, you know, taking care of kids, you know, other than that, you know, just enjoying the day. For sure, man. And how does it feel to be making your BKFC debut next month? It's going to be a big fight for you, a big stage, man. Talk to me about, you know, sort of what are the feelings for you? Man, I, honestly, man, when I was doing MMA, like I was undefeated in MMA and I fought, I, I trained with a lot of high-level world-class guys. And I, anytime my uh, manager would hit me up, I had a fight, my my heart would kind of sink a little bit. But it made me train hard, but it was some fear involved. There's so many ways to lose in MMA. But BKFC, I don't have the same type of fear. Like, so when I found out from Derek Brunson, shout out to Derek Brunson, who helped me out, helped me get this fight. When I found out, I got excited. This is the first time I've had a fight while I'm excited. You know, I, I'm very confident in my ability to, to box. And not just box, but put on a show like Roy Jones, like, and I really expect to do that on January 27th. So I'm really excited to show the world what I'm capable of doing with my hands. Is that what the, cause you said you're very excited about it more so than in the past MMA fights or whatnot. Is that what it is? Is that it's the sort of the, the, the ability to like show people what you could do. That's what's exciting you about this. Yeah, man, because MMA, you don't take as many chances because there's so many ways to lose. There's so many ways to win. But you can lose in so many ways. You don't take right. those. Not everybody can be John Jones. It is Rod Asanya, you know. But in boxing, and I'm an, I'm an athlete. You're gonna see when I fight how fast I am. Real. I don't think there's anyone in this entire league that can fight. They can beat me. I believe that. I just gotta fight the right guys to build my confidence up to let my hands go. But um, I don't, I don't feel like I do about MMA, and, and it's not an arrogance. It's just like, oh, I, I finally feel what these really high-level guys feel when they fight. There's fear involved that makes you train hard, but there's it's less fear. I don't have to worry about being wrestled, you know, like, and that, I don't know, I think I'm going to do very well in this. For sure. It seems like it's something that is going to let you show your full capabilities, right? No limitations like you just touched on. And you showed, uh, you know, you rather you put on your Instagram, you said, now the world will know, right? Is that sort of, is that what you wrote? Is that sort of what you're, what you're saying here? Is that what you're sort of preaching? Yeah, man, I, I think they're going to know. And my um, training partners, you know, they've told me over the years what I was capable of, but MMA kind of hinders that thought of letting go, you know? Um, and um, I just feel as if in boxing, I'm going to be a lot more comfortable. It might take me a few, a minute or two to like really relax and then see openings and really let the world know what I'm capable of doing. But I'm very confident in my hands and my ability to box. Now, when you, when you look at Jonathan Miller as an opponent, right, you know, just picked up a victory not too long ago. What do you make of his skill set? Have you had any chance to even take yeah. a look into him? Yeah, I, I looked into um, Jonathan Miller. I saw him actually boxing. And then I saw um, his actual bare knuckle fight. And um, I respect the guy, you know, as, as a fighter. He's, I think he's a decent boxer. I just don't think that he can beat me. And it's not out of, not out of disrespect, you know. And 
but I Jonathan has a really good jab. I mean, I think he won his BKFC fight with a knockout from a jab. He's got a really crisp jab. He gets his head off. It's just that with a against a guy like me, you're gonna need more than that. You know, with a guy like me, I'm gonna I'm a counter puncher. You know, and um, I feel that Jonathan's gonna be a really good test for me because he's a dog. You know, he's no he's no punk. He's no chump. He's gonna bring it to me. And it's a good, but anytime I'm faced with something like that, it just brings the best out of me because it has to come out in order to fight, you know? Absolutely. So much respect, and I think it's going to be a good match. Now, look, man, in MMA, we obviously know it's not boxing, right? But it's mixed martial arts. It's the full spectrum. So you have faced strikers, right? Every round starts on the feet, right? As right. far as strikers, are you anticipating this guy to be the best striker you face, the highest level you face no. in the striking or no? No, 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 no. Um... Um, I fought Brian Battle as an amateur. Right, your last amateur, right? And I, if you ever saw that fight, you can ask Brian. Like, um, I probably landed like forty unanswered punches. I it was crazy. I went, I went, I got tired, and I ended up quitting, losing because he he had a guillotine choke on me, a rear naked choke. And um, but like my hands were let go in that fight. It was the only fight my hands were let go in, you know. And and I that's when I knew I had really good hands. But um, I fought. Decent strikers, Kyle Wright. Shout out to him. He's a really good striker. And um, Caleb Harris is an okay heavyweight striker. Those are amateurs. But as a pro, I didn't fight any really good strikers. They were just the, – my last fight was a guy was a boxer. But, you know, I, I beat him. And the guy before that was an All-American wrestler. But, yeah, the, only, the best striker I fought so far was Brian Battle. For sure. Now – I asked you if you had looked into sort of your opponent, right? Have you had a chance to look in a more general sense at the division, right? Obviously, the cruiserweight division at BKFC seems to have a good crop of talent. Have you been able to sort of check any of these guys out and get a feel for yeah. the guys you might be getting in there with? Yeah, man, um, I have. There are some, <laughs> there are some guys that can fight, man. But like, I, I, I'm really confident. Like, I'm really confident in myself and in, in, in this. This is different. Like, this is dealing with my speed, and I'm not even worried about power because I'm not trying to break my hands, but dealing with my speed at my, si at my size, I think they're about to get a real wake-up call because and no disrespect to any of these guys. Like, one of those guys are my homeboy. Um, Gustavo is my old training partner. Okay. Trujillo, that's, a, that's the homie. So, no, sure. he, he doesn't count on this. That's the homie. But um, those guys, man, like, they've never seen anything like me. That there's, that I'm too big to be as fast as I am. So I think I think as long as I keep this mindset when I go into it, it doesn't matter who I fight. I just need to fight the right people to build my confidence up to start letting my hands go. Because I don't think there's anybody in BKFC that's really trying to put on a show, put asses in seats. And I think that's what BKFC is looking for right now. It's a fast-growing combat sport. And I'm sure they're looking for someone to – Somebody's got to drop their hands and risk getting hit and pull back and throw a counter like some Roy Jones shit. And I think I'm that guy to do it. Now, what's sort of the fine line between, you know, go, putting yourself out there too much and winning? Is that is that sort of something you've been working on? Like, all right, I want to put on a show, but I also want to execute my game plan. Is right. that in your thought process? Yes, that's very important, man. There, I, I've talked to some young guys in my gym about growing too fast. You know, like you're going to end up beating guys and then you're going to jump out. You're going to keep fighting and fighting and you're going to end there with in there with a hog, like a horse. And he's going to be a dog because he's been drilling more than he's been fighting. He's been training more than he's been fighting because you don't really learn from fights. You know what I mean? So you learn from doing drills and training and putting in the cardio. So I got to be careful um, 
of you got to be smart when you rise. You got to give yourself time to get better and to figure out your opponents instead of just rising and rising and rising. And then you're fighting this guy you're unprepared for. For sure. And speaking of, you know, rising, evolving in a sport, right? You know, a lot of the fights, your ground game was where you sort of like to uh, impose your will and maybe get a lot of those victories, right? Now that you're in a sport where it doesn't include any of that, what's been sort of the biggest change for you? Because you obviously sound very confident. You sound like you want to make a lot of waves in this new uh, in this new space, in this new sport. But what, what's been the main difference for you, man, in this transition, do you think? Uh, toning down, like... Bronson used to call me one speed because uh, back in the day, because I used to throw as hard as I could every time I was doing something that was completely <laughs> on the speed. And I've had I've been toning down that because I don't want to get into that hyper competitive mindset where I'm hitting so hard and the next thing you know, my hand's broken. My knuckles are cracked or something like that. Now I got to change my game plan and the guy starts coming back and winning. So I've been changing the power output and but increasing the pace. You know, I've been increasing facing the punch output and moving a lot more to intentionally get myself tired to increase my cardio. But I've been told, like, we usually bang when we spawn, but I don't, I've been doing that less to get in the mindset of throwing lighter. For sure. And you talk about, you know, sort of making those preparations and changing and how it is bare knuckle now, right? Is there anything you do to sort of prepare your, you know, sort of your hands, I guess, for a fight like that? Do you do anything to harden the knuckles or anything? Because this is going to be your first fight, right? You can see my knuckles. I've been conditioning my knuckles for a while before even this, and I've just been tuning it up. Like you I see, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. There. You got but, a few um, of them too. Yeah, like I, um, I've always found a hard surface, and I like lightly tap it over and over. I do like ten sets of twenty on each hand or something like that. My hands will be sore for a few days, then I go back and do it. Um, I've been in hundreds of street fights, man. I'm from the hood, Monroe, Louisiana. I'm not there anymore, but I, um, I've been a lot of street fights every time i've hit somebody they they fall down or go to sleep and my hands were never ever hurt after so let's hopefully i can keep that streak going i hear you man and it's interesting because i don't think i've ever asked a bkfc fighter that or someone that's transitioning into bkfc how do you sort of prepare for that because obviously without the gloves i would imagine it's different right just every punch feels different right yeah different like you you actually feel pain in your hand now versus you know when you kick somebody you can feel a little pain in your leg if your legs are unconditioned, but it's different when you're fighting without gloves and protecting your hands, you're going to feel, you're going to feel low pain when you land, especially if it's just the forehead or the top of the head or something like that. For sure. Interesting, man. Um, and then I'm quite, I'm curious, right? Because obviously you said you were successful in MMA, right? You were undefeated. What was it? Two and O something along those lines. Oh. When did it occur to you to say, you know what, let me try this out. Let me go to BKFC and let me give this thing a spin. Um, I was talking to Brunson um, about, you know, possibly he's got a, a car coming up with UBG, Ultimate Battlegrounds. So I was like, sure. I would go to his gym every now and then. I was like, yo, bro, hook me up with a fight, man. He's a he's a really good pro, uh, manager, actually. He gets his guys the right fights to to boost them up. I was like, yo, hook me up with a fight, bro. And then a few weeks later, he hit me up. Like, what do you think about bad knuckles? I said, bro, I think I'll, I'll do work in that. He said, I, believe, I think you tear them up, too. And, um, and we went from there. So I, I trusted his judgment. And multiple other people said that um, I think you're going to do real, real good in bare knuckle. It's just you got to be, a, you know, more defensive than you usually are. For sure. And, you know, you had a little bit of a time off, right? But speaking of MMA, we brought it up a couple of times. You were actually supposed to fight on in August, right, against, uh, what was it, Peter, Peter New? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was the reason for that one sort of falling out? Was it an injury or something? Uh, yeah, um, seven days before the fight, I get a 
um, word from one of the promoters of um, B2. Shout out to B, um, B2, their great promotion. Um, that Peter knew needed surgery. He he was injured and he needed surgery. It was frustrating too, man. I cried because that guy, I knew I was gonna beat him, but that guy was was a guy I was worried about because he was tough. He was gonna be there. He was an I think he's an Army Ranger. I'm a Marine. Like he's gonna he's gonna be there at the end of the round. Like no matter hurt, tired, he's gonna. And I've never fought anybody like that. And so I trained really, really hard, like the hardest I, I was in the best shape of my life. And um, the fight fell through because I had prepared my emotions that I was going to fight this really tough guy. And when it fell through, it kind of it broke me, man. And I was I was ready to give up on MMA, honestly, on everything. I was ready to give up on everything. Really? So you were looking to give up because you you were anticipating a challenge and that challenge wasn't provided for you. Is that what it was? Yeah, I was I was terrified of not of him, just the experience of fighting someone that tough. But I knew I was going to beat him. I was just going to have to dig down. And I knew that ahead of time. And I had prepared myself physically and emotionally for that moment. Like, okay, fuck it. I got to do this. Excuse my language. I got to do this. It fell through. Kind of, It messed with me. It was bittersweet. It was like, okay, I don't have to fight this tough guy, but I don't get to fight the tough guy. You know? Right. So um, it it was my test. For sure. And it seems like now you're going to get the chance to test yourself, right? So I think the cards sort of fell where where they were meant to fall, right? Um, I'm curious, right? You brought up B2, right? You just said they were a good fight promotion. It seems like you fully backed them, you know. And obviously, you said you thought about retirement. That doesn't mean that means I guess you're not retired, right? Which is, I guess, good for us fans to see you back in there. Can I mean, are you going to be back in there anytime soon in MMA? Man, it depends, man. Um, It depends on how well I do in BKFC. Right. I can aim for myself in this and I can make a little bit of money, you know. Excuse me. Um. I don't know where I, where it goes, man. Um, I honestly can't promise anything because I, I enjoy MMA. I enjoy the culture and community more than anything, you know, and I've gotten better at it over time. Um, but if I get the opportunity to make myself in this and boxing, which is my love, you know, I'm passionate for and I'll get to do it because I'm not worried about someone shooting a double leg on me or kicking me in my legs, then this might be home for me. We'll see. For sure. And, you know, if it's something that seems like it's more of a dream for you i suggest you know it would make more sense to chase that one right and as far as you know potential what do you see in your head right like what does your heart tell you what do you think the brighter future will be for you do you feel like it's going to be boxing or do you feel like you know i mean obviously right now it might be a hard question to answer right because like you just said you're sort of taking it one step at a time right and it's probably not smart to look ahead right you have a big opportunity ahead of you but i guess i'll rephrase a question rather are you feeling like sort of optimistic about your future at BKFC? Do you feel yeah. like this is something that's like a new I, beginning for you? Bro, I I when when Brunson told me he got the contract, I, I started crying, bro. Like because like I've been through a lot. I'm not trying to give you a sob story. Every combat vet has a sob story. So I'm not trying to give you another one. But um I felt this felt different from an MMA fight. I felt like, dang man, I, I gotta I got an opportunity to really make something of myself to show my kids like, dang, your dad made something of herself. And um, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I kind of want to make BKFC my home. I kind of want to be my, make it my home and, and, you know, do for them what they're going to do for me, put money in each other's pockets. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, man. That seems like that's the uh, motivator, right? Financially and the family, right? Those are the two right. uh, important things. And, you know, speaking of BKFC, besides the championship, I feel like you kind of just hinted at it. Is that sort of the motivation, the family, the financial? That's 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 kind of what, what 
you know, what gets you up in the morning? Oh, God, what, what I think that's the answer for every person who calls himself a man, you know? So, um, yeah, um, bro, like, um, I, I, I actually tell myself, um, feed your family when I'm training. When I'm like on the treadmill, I'm running on that 10 incline for a mile and it's, it's killing me. But I, I tell them to feed my, feed my family and I feel different. I don't, the fear kind of goes away because I remember why I'm doing it, you know? So um, my girlfriend has sacrificed so much for help to help me get in this position. And now I got an opportunity. So it's, I definitely got to go and try to get it. Not, I don't want to think ahead and disrespect any opponents in route, but who I'm not trying to fight. I'm not one of those dudes that's fighting to be fighting. Like I have, I, I'm going to beat this guy and then beat the next guy and beat the next guy. I'm trying to be a world champion. That's Absolutely. Yeah. And that, that seems like a, you have a, a deep rooted, why a deep rooted motivation, man, for sure. You know, that's, that's interesting. You know, you got to feed the family. You thinking that while you're working out, that's some heavy shit, but that's, that's how it should be. Right. That's kind of like the primal instinct of a man. Right. That's right. Exactly. You know. Exactly, bro. Like, you know, I, I, like I said, I believe if any person that calls himself a man in our society, I think that's his motivation, you know, absolutely. That, however you yeah. getting it, whether you're laying bricks or laying hands, whatever it is. And what's interesting about you is you've sort of very much embodied that fighting man, right? Like you, you actually do it, right? Like obviously right. you can embody it in many other ways. Like you could be a hardworking bus driver, bricklayer, like you just said, and you go out right. there and fight every day, but you're doing it in the most physical sense. Like you're actually going out and fighting. So it doesn't get any more primal than that. Not to go like yeah. liver king on you. but Yeah. <laughs> you can play <blame> that <laughs> too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Later. Exactly. So listen, man, Salty Dog Jiu-Jitsu, um, that's obviously a gym that I've heard many times throughout the MMA circles. What has that gym meant for you as you know, as you grew as a fighter, man? How what has it meant for your growth? Bro, I'll say this. First of all, Andre Hurd and um Derek Bronson turned me into a fighter. And um, but Salty Dog turned me into a professional. And so, like, man, Salter has this thing like he he's a wrestler like he's a wrestler so was bronson you know what i mean but salter is like a he's john's gonna hate me for this john's slow <laughs> he's not that, he's not that quick he's but john makes up for it with his technique he takes technique and cardio serious he pushes that and so like when we're in camp bro your camp is worse than a fight it's it's death you're ready to join navy seals bud team bro like it's like a it's it's death and, and that being able to do that consistently for fights to get in shape and accept that type of turmoil, that type of pain and that type of, you know, and being consistent in that, uh, being uncomfortable, it, that changed me. That made me accept being uncomfortable. Like, okay, you, you can't be comfortable being uncomfortable because then it's no longer uncomfortable. What you do is you accept that it's going to be uncomfortable and you get your ass in there and you get it done, you know, and that right there made me a different person, not just a different fighter. It made me a different person, you know? Absolutely. And it seems like the way you approach fighting in your life, you very much have sort of that military, sort of that discipline mentality, right? And speaking of that, you served some time, right, in the United States Marine Corps. Right. How, how important is it for you to always rep that in your best moments? Because it seems like anytime there's you're at your peak moment, you're like, I got to tell people about that, man. I got to support that and rep that. Bro, um, man, my boys that I, that I served with in, in Iraq with, they'll tell you like, um, I was a, I was I wasn't a Marine until I got out the Marine Corps. I was the guy that was always late. I probably had a grill in my mouth for formation. <laughs> and my beard wasn't shaved. My boots were dirty. But in combat, I was dependable. I was that guy in combat. 
I was dependable. You could rely on me. But in back in the States, I was a shit Marine, man. I was always late. I was drunk in formation. Um, I was the, the embodiment of what a real Marine was, like always in trouble, but he helps fight battles, you know? And um, the Marine Corps, I have to represent it because I didn't realize how important it was to me until I got out and got around regular civilians. And no disrespect to the civilians, but they're different. They're a lot more sensitive. They're a lot more coddled and I'm, I still haven't adjusted and it's been 12 years since I got out I still haven't adjusted to that but MMA is like a place where I can kind of get to be that you know because there's a bunch of tough men and women that I'm used to being around even when we're just joking it's the they're dark joke you know so like um I have to put that in when I speak when I fight I always have to give a shout out to the Marine Corps you know they made me absolutely and is that sort of what draws you to MMA is or maybe in part what draws you to it is, is, you know, those, so a lot of those similarities, right. In the world, in the, the terms of the culture, is that what it is yeah, between the yeah. military and, and MMA or just combat sports in general, right? We don't have to put MMA uh, specifically. Combat sports in general. It's a, those type of people are different, man. Like it's something about them that people are even just wrestling, even though there's no like fighting involved, even wrestlers embody that. If you've ever met like a guy that takes wrestling serious, and I'm sure you have, you talked to a ton of people, those dudes are they're different. They're different, yeah. Mentally the way they train and prepare, yeah, for sure. Exactly. Man. So like being around that man, it kind of gives me almost as that brotherhood I got in the Marine Corps. Absolutely, man. I love it. And one last question for you. And we really do appreciate the time. I know time can be very valuable during training camps and preparation for fights, man. So, you know, we mentioned before BKFC big, big fight or BKFC debut rather. Big fight. Um, any final messages for the fans, man? Like, what what could we expect to see out there? Obviously, a victory is never guaranteed, right? You're, you're fighting a man in there, you know, right. with no gloves on, right? But as far as overall, what could we expect to see from you out there, man? Speed. 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 Quickness. Something you've never seen before from a guy my size. Love it, man. Short and sweet to the point. And, uh, yeah. hey, speed kills, man. So there sure. it is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Don Terry Woods, he takes on Jonathan Miller at BKFC 35 on January 27th. Be sure to check that one out. And hey, man, thanks for popping into the channel. Hope to talk to you too. Uh, hope to talk to you soon sometime. Hey, no doubt, bro. Thank you. All right, take it easy now. All right, bye.